We welcome you to the Truth Simply Put, our broadcast and teaching series at the Basilea Commission. You're about to receive God's unadulterated word, brought to you by Pastor Alexander Victor. Challenging, uplifting, and provoking you to new dimensions in your kingdom walk. And now, today's message. So let's finish up last week's teaching, shall we? Yes, sir. He swapped it. Because Christ bore my poverty. And I have his abundance. Simple swap. We looked at that scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And I was able to show you, hopefully, that the context of it. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 9. That though he was rich, yet he became poor. That you through his poverty might become rich. I was able to establish to you, without any controversy, that it had to do with the context of money. Right? The context of giving. So while you might be able to safely appropriate it in other elements of your general riches and abundance in Christ, which will also be right, it will be injustice to not look at it in the context of which it was used. Right? Okay. So he became poor that you through his poverty might become rich. We went through that a bit about how he, he was poor, how he chose his birth. Remember? Chose his death. He died and he had to be put in a broke tomb. Yes? And all of that he had on his mind to transfer towards the riches of his abundance. Right? Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7 and 8. Again, I repeat, if you take the words that come from this house seriously, you couldn't possibly remain where you are in the next three to six months. You can't. You can't. You can't. In him... Christ, of course, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the what? Riches of his grace. Keep going to verse 8. Which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. NLT, same 7 and 8 in the NLT. Ephesians 1, 7 and 8. He's so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins forgave. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom. Can somebody say all? Hey, man. So you see, it, it sounds like pride when we say we cannot be in a meeting and not know what to say. Yes. And you think how this person is too puffed up? Which other expo do you need but the Spirit of God in your ear? The Holy Spirit in your ear telling you what to say. You shall hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. I couldn't sit in a meeting and not be relevant to the meeting. I can't. It's not qualification. It is qualification. <laughs> it's not certificate. It is what he qualified you yes. and brought you into. So when you're thinking qualifications, define it properly. Yeah. Because your qualification is not your qualification. Yeah. All wisdom. Hannah, come on, come on. Think about it for a second. 
that he gave you all wisdom. And he gave you because he became it for you. First Corinthians 1.30. He became it for you. And he gave you all wisdom and understanding. You know why you have all wisdom and understanding? Because of verse 3. In case you forgot. All praise to God. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has with so why would you not why would you lack understanding and wisdom if you have every spiritual blessing oh Lord show me how to prosper Lord you no 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 you have it you have all can somebody say all, all. Ephesians chapter 2 number 7 So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. Ephesians 3.16 I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Glorious unlimited resources. All wisdom, all understanding. His incredible wealth he shows you off as examples of his grace for all ages. The believer in Christ on account of the cross has come into all the abundance that God is capable of. That is a statement of your position. The believer in Christ Jesus by virtue of the work of Christ on the cross has come into the abundance of all that God is capable of. Disclaimer, that is a statement of your position. It's now up to you to transmute that to the state of your condition. Does that make sense? The gift of Christ is a complete package. The gift of Christ to us is in fulfillment of his covenant to Abraham, right? Genesis 22. You know the story. Right, Isaac, Mount Moriah, all of that, 22 from about 15. Genesis 22 and verse 15. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham. And you know that angel who he he is? Second time out of heaven. Mm -hmm. And said by I have sworn, says the Lord. Because The Lord is saying to you that he swore. Yeah. I am swimming by myself. Angel. Capital A. By myself I've sworn, says the Lord. Go on. Because you have done this thing and have not withheld your own son, your only son. I've shared that with you in this house. Yeah? Because Isaac was not Abraham's only son. Yes. That was Ishmael. Yes. But Ishmael was not in the promise. Yes. So according to the promise, Abraham had one son. Isaac. (laughs) Your only son. Go on. Blessing, I will. Bless you. Multiplying, I will. 
multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore and your descendants shall possess the gate of your enemies. Keep going to verse 18. In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Come to Galatians chapter 3. Straight from there verse 15 to 18. And verse 29. Galatians 3. Keep Genesis 2 in the back of your mind. Actually in the front. 3.15. Brethren, I speak in the manner of men, though it is only a man's covenant, yet if it is confirmed, no one annuls or adds to it. 16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say unto seeds as of many, but as of one unto your capital S seed, who is Christ. 17. And this I say that the law, which was 430 years later, ay, 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 cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed by God before by God. Yes. Christ before the law. <laughs> confirming a covenant. The angel of the Lord saying, by myself, I've sworn. <laughs> God in Christ confirming the covenant 430 years before the law. Christ confirming covenant before the law. So the law came because of the covenant God caught with Christ. Start the verse again. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say unto your seed. 17, 17, 17, 17, 17. Save our time. And this I say that the law. Switch to NLT. Let's, let's understand it a little bit more. This is what I'm trying to say. The agreement God made with Abraham could not be cancelled 430 years later when God gave the law to Moses. God would be breaking his promise. For if the inheritance could be received by keeping the law, then it would not be the result of accepting God's promise. But God graciously gave it to Abraham as a promise. See verse 29. New King James verse 29 of this chapter. 29. Verse 29. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Go back to Genesis 22 and verse 15 and 16 and 17 and 18. So we can understand this. We'll come back to 329. Genesis 22. You guys have to be very fast. If it's a computer, then do something about it. Blessing, I will bless you. Multiply now. Multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. 18. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Remember in First Peter it says you have been born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible seed through the word of God. So the incorruptible capital S seed gave birth to multiple small s seeds who are actually now in the same seed level as the sun. Yes, sir. 
You understand that? Yes, Go back to Galatians 3.29, where you now say, Paul saying, Galatians 3.29, that if you are Christ's, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to that promise. Are we together so far? NLT, same verse, Galatians 3.29 in the NLT. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs and God's promise to Abraham belongs. So not only is the seed of Abraham that was promised to Abraham in your seed, Christ, because we are Christ's, we are the seed of Abraham. Yeah. Hence we too are word made flesh. Does that make sense? So whatever benefit Abraham enjoyed on account of the covenant God caught with Christ on his behalf before the law is applicable in my life today. So Abraham's blessing is mine. And like we shared in blessing for cursing, that blessing has resultant blessings. Make sense? We are blessed. Second Peter 1 verse 3. I'm just throwing scriptures down. Second Peter 1 verse 3 as according to how his divine power has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Please stay there, stay there, stay there, stay there. By his divine power, God has given us how many things? So again, you see, the problem is our, our persuasion. Our persuasion. But he has given us how many things? Because he can't withhold anything. It's not, it's not Romans 8, 32. I think, yes, 32, that says if God did not withhold, spare his own son, but freely gave him up for us, how will us along with him freely give us how many things? Since he did not, go back to the beginning, since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, wouldn't he also give us? So you see, God doesn't owe you anything. Father bless me. Father bless me. I said it and they shouted. If Papa has come again. He has come again. He has come. I said as far as blessing is concerned. God is broke. Bless me. Father bless me. Father bless me. He has given you every spiritual blessing. Where do you want him to get another one from? Which one are you praying for? That is not included in the every spiritual blessing that he has given you. Can you see our problem as Christians? Yes, 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 yes. What are you praying for? Except if the scripture is a lie. Ephesians 1.3. We just saw it. He has given you every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. How shall he know with, along with him freely give you all things? According as his divine power, Second Peter 1 3 has given you what? Everything you need for life and godliness. God does not owe you. Open your eyes, see what he has given you, and appropriate it. 
as divine power God has given us how many things we need for life and godliness Proverbs 10.22 go and raise for me your people for whom my word alone is sufficient the blessing of the Lord see that the blessing of the Lord can you see that the blessing of the Lord uh, uh, are, are you seeing it? The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. NLT. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. And he, he. and he adds no sorrow with it. Oh, how does the message put this? I think he was one. Of, I can't remember what translation it was. That says, God's blessing makes life rich. Nothing we do can improve on God. That's not the one. There's one that says, and difficulty does not accompany it. Let me find it. And difficulty does not accompany it. International Standard Version says the same thing. The blessing of the Lord establishes wealth. And difficulty does not accompany it. Yes. I wanted to be sure it was not Pav's translation. Yes. You know, it's important that, that I'm sure I saw it in scripture. Okay, now I can continue. Yes, can I continue? Yes, sir. Good. I wrote here, and I'm going to say it once. I'm not going to say it twice. Look at me. There is nothing Christ-like about poverty. Yes, sir. Okay, sir. I'm not saying it again. Did you hear what I just said? Don't let anybody convince you otherwise. All that was Christ-like about poverty, the Christ man himself took it. So Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, he became poor. That you, through his poverty, might become rich. And you cannot be rich in all things according to the scriptures I've showed you and not be rich in money. Yes. You can't. Abundance, I wrote here, is not mysterious. It's the grace to be supplied and the grace to multiply. Abundance is not mysterious. It is the grace to be supplied, to have. And the grace to multiply. There's nothing mysterious about it. Are you following me? It's not a mystery. Money gravitates. I'm going ahead of myself now. Money gravitates in the direction of a need met or a problem solved. Yes, yes. 
It does not respect your skin color, does not respect your educational background, does not respect what family you are from, does not respect how many demons survived the cross in your village. Money gravitates in the direction of a need met or a problem solved. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Find a need that you can meet. Meet it. Find a problem solve it. If the problem does not exist, look at me. Open your eyes. Look at me. Create the problem. Create the problem for which you have a solution. How can you create a problem? That sounds cruel. Are you telling me to go and kill somebody or do something? No, no, no. Just spot a deficiency in something that is otherwise linked to efficiency. No matter how efficient something is, it is deficient in an area. Find it, meet it, make money. So you're celebrating effect. Yes, everything is working. Everything is working. In everything that is working, there is something that's not working. Yes. Find it. Be the answer. Get paid for it. Everything is working. It's not working on the, on the statistical basis. Going by international best practices, your percentage of efficiency can be better. Why, why be less than best when you can be better than best? With my help. Because you have all the wisdom of God for free. The reason why you're not doing anything with it is because you didn't pay for it. So you're not feeling the pinch of how heavy the price was to buy it. Because you got it for free. If you as a Nigerian went to Harvard Business School or went to Stanford Business School, you would treat it seriously. You will treat it seriously. When you come back, you even know where you start to ask for a job. There's a, there's a level of offer they will make to you. You just pack your documents and walk out of the boardroom. Why have you insulted me? Because you know how much it costs to get it. But because you got this one for free, you don't value it. That's why the only way you can appreciate the price is to look at the person on the cross and see the price he paid on there. Then you will do business with this gift. The moment you understand the fullness of the price it cost him to pay, you will become a faithful steward of resources. It's too much lying dormant because you are asleep with something because you didn't work for it. That's why churches prosper to the amount that they generate work. As opposed to faith. Mm. Have you noticed? Bazaar, harvest, seed, first fruit, egg, apple, orange. You know what I mean? Kernel oil, palm oil, first fruit for the year, first fruit for the quarter, fruit for ember months, crossover seed. Hmm? cross on that offering so once we make you feel like you are doing something the stuff trickles in because you know that it, it costs you something to get it is that not so? 
Guess who is the founder of that ministry? Naaman. It was a type of the church. The whole story of Naaman and Elisha was a type of grace and works. Go and study it. Came to Elisha, go and dip in the Jordan. Be cleansed. Once your sins are forgiven, everything is okay with you. Go and dip in the Jordan. Where was John baptizing for the forgiveness for, for, for repentance from sin? Deep in the Jordan seven times. Be fine. Don't forget that leprosy was synonymous with uncleanliness in the old covenant, Leviticus 17. I travel all the way from Syria to come to Samaria. You now tell me all I need to do is to go to Jordan. I don't know better rivers in Syria. Master, if Elisha had told you to do something more serious, would you not have done it? Now he says to you, just deep in the Jordan. How about you try it? And he believed. Was there cleansing property in the Jordan? No. What then healed Elisha? Faith, belief, persuasion. In what? The word that was spoken. What is good for the goose? So Peter did not walk on water. Water did not cure Naaman. Peter walked on word. Word cured Naaman. If it's good for the goose... So we come today, we tell you, that's it. And you're like, that's all? I mean, I mean, Pastor, please, 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 tell me something. So then I have to start writing prescription for you. Like doctors do it, the way that only the pastor and the prophet understands. Yes. <laughs> Money gravitates in the direction of a Need met, the problem solved. Find it, meet it. There's none, create it. Show somebody who is comfortable how he's uncomfortable. Without what you have to offer. Everybody is making hair. What value are you adding to your hair making? Nobody's after you. Even the devil is busy. The devil is so busy with his job description. Honestly, he doesn't think about you until your noise becomes too loud. Sit and sit and sit and sit and sit and sit. You're like, who is this? Who is this? When he stood before God in Job 1 and Job 2, God asked him, how far? Did he say I went to Nelson's house? No. <laughs> just, just running to and fro, checking things out. Because this is his domain. He's doing his job description. It was by warfare. Where you see that we're called to fight warfare against Satan. Where is it written? Not one place in your Bible. 
Is anybody catching this? Yes. <laughs> I wrote here there are three stages of provision. Three stages of provision. Insufficiency is number one stage. Number two stage of provision, sufficiency. Number three stage of provision, abundance. You choose. Three stages of... You see why I said I must start teaching. Are you, seeing, are you understanding it now? Three stages of provision, insufficiency, sufficiency, abundance. Which of these three stages has God designed for you? Before you answer, Second Corinthians chapter nine verse eight. Because you see, it has to be the word. Because you can choose it, and the word doesn't say it. <laughs> so you're not getting it. And God is able to make all grace. Remember, in chapter eight, giving an abundance was called a grace. Are you following? Now he says God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you. Always having all sufficiency in all things, we have abundance for King James, good old King Jimmy. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that He always having all sufficiency in all things may abound unto every good work. That is his will for you. Yes. Paid and enacted in the cross. Wow. Yes. It was bastardized. Yes. Benny Hinn has made money from 40 years of ministry. Yeah. Now came out and said that the Holy Spirit is grieved. Did you not know, sir? Since. <laughs> and you are grieving the Holy Spirit. You knew. I'm going to take your money. I'm gonna... <laughs> and in fact, if you follow the story, three or four weeks later, he did a program where he was asking for $120 to break you from debt. Who has seen it? You've seen it? That the only way out of debt is to sow a seed. So apparently I found out that it's not the first time that he has said this thing. You know? So it's been bastardized, yes. But like I said to you last week, that the counterfeit is present and is known by virtue of intimate knowledge, Nelson said, of the original. So let's not throw it away because it's been messed up. Don't cheat yourself out of what Christ paid for because a stupid prophet abused it. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting very hot. Oh. Don't cheat yourself out of what Christ paid for because one prophet has made light of it. Don't. You better take it. The kingdom suffers violence. There is no glory to be found in a son of God in the earth, Paul. If you came here with that mentality, you better repent. Repent, metanoia. Change your mind about something and gravitate towards something in the opposite direction. That's what repentance means. It's not a, oh Lord, I feel bad. No, no. It is a conscious change of mind. You are, metanoia means 180 degrees. You are going this way and you turn and you start to go exactly opposite. That's what repentance means. If that's the mentality you have, change church. Do not call to raise poor people. 
So if you want to remain poor, or you're comfortable, this is where you start, just, you, you start stopping what in life. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you start stopping what in life. You start reducing. Because you can sit there and just be in your bubble. Oh Lord Jesus. <laughs> Me, I'm taking everything the price was paid for. I ain't got time for nonsense. If it was paid for, I intend to use it. With absolutely no apology. You don't like it, jump over a bridge. Hog a transformer when it's raining and there's light. I don't care. If you paid for it, I intend to use it. All of it. All of it. Because he gave me all. And you having all sufficiency, put it back, 2 Corinthians 9 8. All sufficiency in all things can abound unto every good work. So, what does all sufficiency exclude? How can you convince me that it is not a holistic package? Then, in some sense, Christ died in vain. Yes, 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 yes. Somebody came who didn't have anything. Jesus did not say, take what you want. Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. Every need they came to Jesus with, he tied it to Soteria. Because once your sin problem is sorted, everything else is not a problem. So it should not remain a problem. Which is easier to say, rise up, take up your bed and walk, or your sins are forgiven. Because once your sins are cleansed, why are we broke, brother? Man fed. Yes, sir. Because God gave Adam everything in the garden for food. Everything. Why are dogs biting us now? Because man fed. Yes. Yes. What kind of abomination is that? Yes. Adam named a lion, named a dog, and the dog come and bite him. No. Why? It's because man fell. Yeah. So our 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 restoration yeah. is that now we can control the wings, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And a dog, a dog, a dog cannot dare bite me. I'm not a fan of dogs. But you come back, if you bite me, I'm going back to check my level of sonship. No, something's wrong. And I thank you, old dog, for showing me that something's off. Thank you, dog, for for showing me that I've made light of my sonship. Because it's only on that account you can come and bite me. Or like Blessing said, God has an express plan that he's trying to teach me. So the two premises. So the two. So I'm son of God. I intend to maximize everything. Everything. The only way I will not enter it is that I did not know he paid for it. Yeah. But me, I, wisdom, no, no, it's not, it's not possible. I am competitive. I am competitive Alexander the man in the flesh versus Alexander son of God. Who knows that Alexander in the flesh cannot keep Alexander son of God down. 
So Alexander, son of God, must defeat Alexander in the flesh over and over and over and over and over and over again until Alexander, son of God, is gaining absolute preeminence in my life. I am the only one I am in competition with. And it's a very brutal competition. Because me, I don't intend to lose. I don't intend to lose. But he paid, he put me to some. It is an acquired discipline. You walk your way into it. Genesis 26. From verse 1. Switch to NLT so it will just help us with the English very quickly. A severe famine. Somebody say severe. Severe, severe famine now struck the land as had happened before in the quick with me in Abraham's time. So Isaac moved to Gerah where Ahimelech, king of the Philistines, lived. Keep going. The Lord appeared to Isaac. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you, because in Abraham's time he fled the famine to Egypt. Okay. You remember? Yeah. That's where they tried to take his wife. Yes. Yeah? Okay. Live here as a foreigner in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. I hereby confirm that I will give all these lands to you and your descendants, just as I solemnly promised Abraham, your father. Keep going. I will cause your descendants to become as numerous as the stars of the sky, and I will give them all these lands. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Keep going. I will do this because Abraham listened to me and obeyed my requirements, commands, decrees, and instructions. So Isaac stayed in Gerah. Keep going. When the men who lived there asked Isaac about his wife, Rebecca, he said, she's my sister. He was afraid to say, she's my wife. He thought, they will kill me to get to her because she is beautiful. Isaac sinned. Isaac lied. He didn't come out of the promise. <laughs> but sometime later, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out his window and saw Isaac smoozing Rebecca. <laughs> Immediately, Abimelech called for Isaac and exclaimed, she is obviously your wife. Why did you say she's my sister? Because I was afraid someone would kill me to get her for me. Isaac replied, 10. How could you do this to us? Ahimelech exclaimed. One of my people might easily have taken your wife and slept with her and you would have made us guilty of great sin. See verse 11. Then Ahimelech issued a public proclamation. Anyone who touches this man or his wife will be put to death. See verse 12. When Isaac planted his crops that year. That year. He invested a hundred times more grain than he planted for the Lord blessed him. How does that sound like it's contingent on where you are? Oh, Calabar, nothing is happening because you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. And Isaac sold in the same land of severe famine and in the same land the same year harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted grace is upon a man not upon a place I am living proof Romans 15.4 such things were written in the scriptures long ago 
to teach us. I just gave you a small info on how to dissect the Old Testament in the light of the New. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Um, 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture, somebody say all. All is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. New King James, all scripture is God-breathed and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. 17, that the man of God, that is your name, may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. King James says, thoroughly furnished for every good work. So when we take a scripture in the Old Testament, in the light of the new, we can draw instruction from it that is relevant to where we are in our new creation reality. So I show you Abraham in the light of Christ. Isaac in the light of Christ. Naaman in the light of Christ. Elisha in the light of Christ. And you can take instruction from it because it is scripture. You don't discard it. You sift it and take what is relevant in the light of Christ. Are you following me? Once you resign yourself to understand that inside succeeding, you will fail. Fear will die. Once you resign yourself to be fully persuaded to understand that inside succeeding, my brother, you will fail, eh? And all your failures are inside the capsule of success. Nothing will ever stop you again. The reason why you keep dreaming, look at me, is because your dream is the safest place in your life. There's no responsibility attached to your dream. There's no investment attached to your dream. There's no work attached to your dream. You're just, it's a comfort zone. You're just comfortable to dream. Because after all, is it your dream? Is, is it, am I dream your dream? Let me dream my dream. So your dreaming is the safest place for you to be. Because there's no consequence. You don't want to have the record that you failed. You will never succeed. If you tried something once and you succeeded, you are a fraud. Jesus himself said, let this cup pass by me. I can't do this. Jesus. I can't do this. You spring up, whoop, and you get it done. It's a lie. You cheated. So it doesn't last. You spend the latter end of your life trying to rectify the foundation because you don't want to take the damn thing down. You're trying to rectify it while keeping it going. We have to wreck it and build it. Yes. So the moment you come to the realization that inside my success are a bunch, a truckload of failures. Fear will continue to keep you down. But the moment you understand that in my success are, not is, are failures. 
Once you come to that realization, fear dies. You become the, the level of audacity that you come into. I don't want to start something now because I'm not sure what, I, what is going to happen in the next three months. I don't know what's going to happen in the next four months. Have you seen where people are buying business ideas? Idea, not a business. You fleshed out an idea. You wrote down the business model. You wrote down the capitalization of it. You wrote down the projections for, for revenue generation. You wrote down your expected or estimated profit margin and the bankability of the business. And somebody buys it and pays you for the idea. Not for the business. KFC, you know KFC? Kentucky Fried Chicken, they have thousands of branches all over the world. One retired American military man, a colonel, decided, I know what, I'm, there's two things I was good at, military and chicken. So let me sit down and let me put together my special recipe. Now when you see KFC in Nigeria, KFC in America does not know the KFC in Nigeria. Why? Because the KFC in Nigeria is a franchise. A franchise is somebody buying a business model. Paying millions of dollars to buy a business model, access to the logo, access to recipes, access to delivery methods, and then going to actualize that in your own sphere of influence. And KFC gets the glory. But somebody just bought the idea. Oh, let people not see it. Let people not take it. Give it wings! Let it fly. It is that that will provoke the demand for what you have. A city set upon a hill cannot be hid. Who lights a lamp and hides it under a bush there? Untain your faculties. Untain your possibilities. Untain. If you have plans to die, you bet you are a failure if you don't die empty. Peter Paul said, I have run the race. I have fought the fight. I finished the course. Now there's only one thing laid up for me. What was he saying? I've not fought the fight. Preach the gospel? No. He had poured out the fullness of his God-given potential. Everything he had both preached and lived the gospel. Unchain your faculties. That's the difference. Somebody uncovered a plot to kill the king? (sighs) Really? So you mean as a king, I was not even aware that somebody was trying to kill me? Because somebody uncovered the plot and, and thwarted it. Who, who, who is this person? Who is one Jew? Mordecai. Wait, wait. What has been done for this person? Hey man, come here. What can be done for the person whom the king decides to honor? Hey man goes, aha, my time has come. Give him the king's limo, the king's rose royce. Let him dress in the king's clothes. And, and let, him, let somebody go around with him proclaiming this is what is done to the man whom the king decides to honor. Take what you have said. Don't remove one. Don't add one. That's what the king told him. Go and do exactly as you have said to Mordecai. There is a king over where you are whose sleepless night is coming. It is important that his sleepless night meets a record of what you have done. It's important because that chance might come only once. It's important that that sleepless night has a record of your ability, your gifting having been proved. 
If we're not manifesting this, we're not taking advantage of the fullness of what Christ paid for. That's why I fight the people that call it finished works. It's not finished works. It's finished work. Multidimensional, but one work. Okay. Works make it look like it was staggered. Some were done and then some others were done. And so, no, the entire thing is one work. He worked it, he sat down. And it's our duty to squeeze and wring every single thing that that work paid for in this life because it is useless in heaven. It's useless in heaven. It's useless. How will the Corinthian church have prospered without Gaius, who was wealthy enough to accommodate them? The church in Lydia's house, the cloth merchant. If she was not wealthy, how could she have paid the bills? Onesimus and Philemon. Philemon was single-handedly Paul's host, whose slave ran away, and then got born again as he ran away, that Paul sent back to Philemon with the letter. There's a place for supply. Second Corinthians 9 8. Let's end there. There's a place for supply. Three levels of supply insufficiency, efficiency, abundance. Second Corinthians 9 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound. To every good work. This is not the kind of meeting we end with prayer. Yes, Have you noticed that me? I don't do some of those things. Yes, sir. It's not the kind of meeting you end with prayer. Go home and open your medulla. Your medulla has to download what has now just been uploaded to your spirit. Do you understand? Yeah. Uh, Download it into your medulla because it is from your medulla in this life that to profit you. So go and write and write and write. Where you are is your fault. Break it. Stretch. Leverage on it. Tomorrow I'll finish this, hopefully. And show you how your God-given wealth is downloaded into your God-given natural ability. Tomorrow. It, it, that's why it has to be tomorrow. Yes, sir. It has to be tomorrow. It has to be tomorrow. 5.30, I start teaching early. Do all you want to do. Say all you want to say. Finish this early and go into it. And let us see if this season will not change your life. Let's see. You are teaching an extra lesson. You too, you are doing extra lesson. What is extra about your extra lesson? Uh, Approach a kid and I, my mom has, I've realized that your kid is more of a visual learner than an audible learner. So I can tailor, make a pers- particular bespoke syllables for your kid using virtual images that I've not noticed that by, he sees, he learns more from what he sees than what he hears. So allow me to open him up visually in his lesson. 40,000 will pay you. 
I've noticed that he's more sens- sensory. He's, he has to see something. He's very tangible. Kids are like that. They're tangible. They have to see something. You can't just tell them this is a square. They have to see it. He's a sensory learner. And go on the internet. Ask the Spirit of God. You have all the wisdom of God. Am I a teacher? But I know these things. What excuse do you have? Am I a full-time businessman? No, but I know these things. What excuse do you have? It's the same Spirit of God. It's the same Spirit of God. What's the advantage? What, what a particular attachment? What does it do to the scalp? Find a need. Meet it. Create a need. Meet it. What's different about your, your approach to what's your business model? What are you doing about it? What's different about your ride, your offering services? Do you make it a point of duty to get the door for everybody who's entering your car? So you give them a personal touch of what is not available in Nigeria. You decide to dress up nicely and get the door and close the door and say, Welcome into the ride. How has your day been? Little things, little things. It's not difficult. It's not difficult. Again, do you like me? Do you love me? Or are you following me? Because you have no excuse to be where you are. Value. It's the wisdom of God. What are you selling? Why is yours different? Why is yours different? So when we consult, people listen. Because we bring something on the table that's not on the table before we got there. And everybody has that capacity. Everybody here has it. What value are you adding? You will not, you will not be binding the spirit of poverty. It's not a spirit. <laughs> you will not be sowing into abundance. Prosperity. It's not a spirit. It's not a mystery. If it was, I just demystified it, right? This concludes this message. Thank you for listening, and we hope it has been a blessing to you. For inquiries and further information, please send us an email to info at the or visit our social media platforms.